The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, Creepers? Welcome back to another episode of History Creeps. I'm your host, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Johnny Townsend. So uh, recently, so this, this is the, as of this recording, this is the holidays, I've rewatched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And of course, I had a, a whole rant about Santa Claus before how he's a complete dick in it. But <laughs> something else occurred to me as I was watching it and just really puzzled me. Why? Because this, of course, this came out in the 60s or somewhere around. It's been out for decades. Why hasn't Santa Claus ever sued them for defamation of character? <laughs> uh, that would be the first thing I would do. If I, he's got to have a great legal team. I mean, he's Santa Claus. Uh, you know, yeah, but I, I don't Rudolph, understand it. Rudolph could counter sue and be like, bitch, why didn't you stop the bullying? If you know who's naughty and nice. No, and no, you no, knew no. What was you, up you misunderstand. Stop it. I'm not saying that he sues Rudolph. I'm saying he sues the people who made Rudolph. And Rudolph could counter sue on behalf of those people by saying, listen, bro, you knew what was going on. You knew they were bullying me and you didn't give a damn about it until I was actually useful to you. I'm saying that that wasn't the real Santa Claus. And Santa Claus is like, that's not me. That's not who I am as a person. You've misportrayed me. What is this, Lib- secret libel. invasion, bro? Libel. Like, he's, not libel. A, he's not yeah. a scroll or something, okay? It's libel, it's, that's man. Santa Claus. <laughs> that wasn't and, Santa Claus. And Creepers, as you can hear by the other voice on the on the recording, this is our other co-host, Carter Johnson. We're back. What's he up, fellas? What's going on? As Johnny, much. as Johnny alludes to, it's the holiday season. Yeah. You guys ready? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Because see, I I have this I have this thing where I don't really like people, <laughs> so I don't like to go to peopley places like malls and other malls and yeah, you know, and places it's where there are really hard to do like Amazon shopping because I tend to overbuy when I when I buy online. You know? Oh yeah, you don't pay attention to how like what it's it, it's totally different when you're there with things in your hand. Yeah, yeah. And you exactly. see the bulk of what you have, and, and you also have just, a receipt like in it's your. It's not hand. just little things in the cart, you know, yeah, right. like in your little Amazon cart. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, you're you're exactly right. You're and on that receipt has a number that you're just like, <laughs> okay, whew, okay, yeah. I need to slow down here. I need to yeah. slow down. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. When you buy on Amazon. Uh, and then this has been my experience this year because this is the first year I've actually done all online shopping. I've not gone out at all. Mostly, exactly. I go out. Aaron does a lot of online. I go out. This year, I'm doing it all online. And the thing is, is I don't have... I, like, I didn't sit down with a whole entire list and just put it all in the cart and go. Like, there's one day where I was like, let me add these three things because I thought of them. Yep. And I'm going to buy them right yep. now. And then, you know, two days later, same thing. So, like... Every day is like Christmas here because there's a new yeah. package at the door. But I have to go back now and look and say, well, uh, we said we said a we said a, a limit, right? That's the way Aaron and I do it. We're like, okay, we're just we're not going to buy anything over this amount for each other. Have fun. And now I got to be like, oh, I think I might have gone over. <laughs> well, and 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 no, you you know what? You're right because me and Ellen kind of do the same thing. You know, we're like, don't don't you know, don't go cr- like. I don't need a table saw. You don't have to buy. I want a table saw. Yes. But you don't have to buy me a table saw. Like I'm okay with that. I can save my own money and, and, and buy my own table saw. It's okay. We tend to go ape shit on the kid. Like there's so dude, there's so much shit in my downstairs right now (laughs) for her that like, we can't even barely move around. And like, we had to carry some of it into the garage and like put blankets on top of it. She's, she's five. Yeah. She's three. Oh, three. Holy yep. crap. 
I'm, I'm aging her, dude. Sorry. Um, it's all good. It, it feels like it's been been that long. Um, three years old. I don't know. Is she going to remember a lot of this? I don't know that I remember anything when I was three. What about you, Johnny? No. What's the uh, earliest like Christmas memory you have? Like, how old are you? What's the earliest? Oh, good gosh, I don't even remember. I was going to say though uh, that I mean I know you two have loved ones and all. Uh, and that's, <laughs> I'm happy for you both. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I, if anyone hears this and has pity for me and wants to just send me money in my PayPal, <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> What's that PayPal again? Oh, Johnny the Man Townsend at Yahoo.com. Still oh. got that Yahoo son. Yeah, I'm old school, dude. <laughs> that's okay. We have a new show on our network, right? Brand new show. Um, these these two girls do a show on our network, and they decided to use Yahoo for the podcast email address. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Yahoo? They're like, yeah, we're bringing that shit back. Yahoo, son. Yeah, old school coming back, dude. Uh, which leads me to this also. And my wife still has an AOL account. Oh, that still exists? I thought they canceled those. Nope. I think they just canceled the messenger. I think the messenger. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's what they killed. Uh, Which is the only way that I, you know, could flirt when I was 17 years old. So uh, (laughs) You're not alone. You're not alone. (laughs) Uh, uh, As of, if you're hearing this, officially, History Creeps now has a Patreon. Very, uh, we got... Patreon exclusive shows on there. Uh, some are already available. Uh, we have some already in the bag, ready to go. Uh, so uh, if you want to be awesome and be a creeper and join the creeper club, uh, Chris, do you want to tell them that the, it's, it's, it's very inexpensive? Yeah. Um, for a mere $150 a month, <laughs> uh, you will. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. As Johnny said, you're going to start getting, you know, exclusive uh, actual shows on there that you're not going to get on this stream. So right now there's one brand new show on there uh, called Creeping on Cryptids. The first episode's up. And as of this recording, um, the, the so there's two different tiers, right? The first tier gets access to outtakes, bloopers, anything we record maybe before our show. So as of this recording, they're going to hear the stuff we talked about before this episode. That's on there as well. So here are our tiers. We've got... A $1 tier. $1, dude. $1 will get them a new and improved updated Creeper Clubhouse membership card. They'll also get an exclusive History Creeps Creeper Club sticker. Uh, They also get, again, as I said before, exclusive piece of audio, uh, outtakes, whatever it is, once a month. And they'll get a shout out at the end of every single episode that streams on this History Creeps stream. So History Creeps, That's Odd, How Bizarre. Uh, they would have got away with it. You know, any new show that comes out on this stream for $3, you get all that plus twice a month, they get brand new shows. So they're going to get creeping on cryptids. They're going to get a sh- new show called this old haunted house. Uh, Carter and I were just talking about, <laughs> yes, sir. Carter and I were just I talking like about, that. we, we have one that we may be putting in the works, either Carter and Chris versus evil, or I don't know, we're going to go Carter and Chris into obscurity, something like that, because, uh, there's a lot we have to talk about in that regard, but they're going to get that. And the $3 tier once a month, will get a special, one of these little Zoom videos whenever we record, they can watch us while we were... I don't know why they'd want that. It, it <laughs> seems like it seems like they should... Uh, yeah. It's almost like it's punishing them. But yeah, they're going to get a chance to see us <laughs> actually looking at each other and interacting and, and to see the video that we've yeah, got I can going promise you now I'm better heard, not seen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've got it. At, it's patreon.com slash history creeps. Check it out. Super you know, inexpensive. Uh, but listen, you know... I know it's COVID times and, and I understand, you know, some things are struggling. So if people can't afford it, we totally appreciate their support. Anyway, the fact that they follow us uh, and listen to this show, the fact that our subscriber numbers continue to climb every single month. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just enough as it is, but we figured if there's somebody that wants the extra and, and they're able to afford that dollar or that $3 a month, go ahead and check it out. We're going to make sure to put more work and time into giving you more stuff. That's right. Uh, and I even may have some exclusive uh, art heading that way. Just uh, oh, FYI. Winky, that's winky, right. Winky, we do. We do have that. I forgot we discussed that. That's going to be yeah, fun. But, uh, so that's, remember, we also we, talked about story time with Carter, too. Remember? Yes. Oh, that's we right. do have that yeah. story, yeah. story yeah. time with Carter. Yes. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff in development. So, <laughs> so which, uh, Carter, I'm just going to tell you now, make sure anything you say 
like the statute of limitations is already run out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. We can't we can't have you go to jail. It's like, and I wasn't gonna use like anybody's last name or anything. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? Yeah, change names <laughs> to protect them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that was uh, that's that. Uh, we appreciate all the support, like Chris said. But let's get into today, Chris. You said that you've got. It's a packed show, man. Uh, some some stuff we got to get into it. Packed show. We've got we got three current creeps on deck and two Christmas mysteries. So let's get into it. Here's the first current creep. This comes from Engadget, but this was on a bunch of different uh, websites. I saw this. I just picked this one to read it from. This is the headline: Scientists find a strange signal coming from our closest neighboring star. Did see that one? Yes, astronomers have encountered a mysterious, surprising uh, a mystery, surprisingly close to Earth. Uh, the Guardian and Scientific American have learned that breakthrough. Listen, astronomers using sorry have learned that breakthrough. Listen, astronomers using the Parkes telescope in Australia discovered a strange radio signal coming from Proxima Centauri, the star system closest to the Sun. The signal occupies an oddly narrow 982 megahertz band that's unused by human-made spacecraft, yet not possible through known natural processes. So basically they're saying like humans don't have any spacecraft that, that you know, puts out a signal in this, this little range, this 982 megahertz. And it's also not a signal that comes from any natural process that we know in the galaxy that we've been studying. Um, it also says that the frequency shifts up rather than down like you'd expect for a planet. So I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming they know what that means, right? When they see that there's these weird signals happening, they're like, that's not a planet. So that's no moon. What do you guys think? <laughs> that's in, that's interesting, right? So what, it says what that. If, uh, what if it's just, uh, okay, I, never mind. I was going to make a Santa Claus 2 reference because I just watched that recently. Where it literally starts out with a plane flying over the North Pole, and they hear like a signal they can't make out, and then it's just Jingle Bell Rock because one of the elves is listening to it. So what if that's what's happening? <laughs> this also says, although Proxima Centauri does ho- does host a potentially habitable planet, the signal hasn't been detected since its initial observation between May, April, and May of 2019. So for some reason, this is just now coming out in the news. Um, but how is this possible? This is a star system that's closer to the, the sun than us, but this has a planet that's got is able to to hold life, a habitable planet. I wonder how close it is to to its sun. Right. I always I always read or understood that if Earth was like so many more whatever, like just closer to the sun, it would be much hotter. We wouldn't see, you know, we we may not even survive it. And just a little bit further away, we'd all freeze to death. That, that Earth is like this perfect, you know, distance from the sun. Um, would that mean also, that this planet would have a different kind of atmosphere that could reflect that? You know what I mean? So that's that also us survive? just assuming that all uh, life that's out there is just like us, right? Oh, true. That is They true. may need different conditions for them to survive. Who knows? I'm assuming when they say um, habitable or habitable, how would you say that? Habitable? habitable? Yeah. That it, it would Maybe, be yeah, for they us. Mean, they mean like the habitable zone. Like, yeah. What, yeah, like where we are. But Johnny's right. We're assuming that it's carbon-based life. What if it's like, remember in evolution where they were silicon-based life forms? What if it's something like that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I get that reference. <laughs> I, understood, I understood that reference. <laughs> I uh, I always like these kinds of, especially now, right? Everything that's going on, at least in this past uh, two years with the whole UFO thing, the whole, uh, you know, pentagon everything it just feels like more and more we're just being given this information to prepare us oh yeah i think yeah so. like the the galactic what was it the galactic council or the galactic yeah. federation or something yeah. yeah yeah the the israeli the former israeli uh he was head of their space program or something like that he was head of their security space or something like that yeah, yeah. and you know has- you know what's funny is like the more and more i read these stories the more and more i keep thinking in my head man maybe phil schneider wasn't crazy (laughs) exactly dude exactly like seriously the more you're seeing this stuff that shit was for real man well you know we we talked about him on the show and we were joking about it like come on like this guy's got to be you know full of crap that scar's got to be uh uh from open heart surgery or or, or something like that right no i don't know man i don't know the more we have been battling him man maybe he was for real dude 
Well, this may change your mind. My next current creep, this is the headline. This comes from Fox News. Uh, former CIA director says unexplained phenomenon, quote, might constitute a different form of life. No one can say, uh, uh, hold on, let's see. No one can say for certain what UFOs actually are, but a former director of the CIA, the former director of the CIA, said some of the recently unexplained phenomena, quote, might constitute a different form of life. So now this dude is legit saying that. Uh, Speaking on a podcast with the American economist Tyler Cowen, John Brennan said that while he did not know what the phenomenon was exactly, quote, it's a bit presumptuous and arrogant for us to believe that there's no other form of life anywhere in the entire universe. I think some of the phenomena, listen to the phrasing, listen to the actual wording he says here. This because they talk about this might be a slip of the tongue. I think some of the phenomena we're going to be seeing continues to be unexplained and might in fact be some type of phenomenon that is a result of something that we don't yet understand and that could involve some type of activity that some might say constitutes a different form of life. Hmm. That's so, a really long way of saying aliens. You do. <laughs> I mean, without literally you know? saying it, right? But so here's the thing that this is the thing that they pointed out. Nick Pope, a former employee and UFO investigator for Britain's Ministry of Defense, said that Brennan's comments are intriguing given his former position. Exactly. When I first heard the interview, I thought he was going to play it safe. And his mention of weather phenomena reinforced that view. But for him then to start speculating about something people might say constitutes as a different form of life was extraordinary. While it may have been a slip of the tongue and an inadvertent muddling of tenses, I was also fascinated to hear him mention not just previous UFO Navy, uh, U.S. Navy UFO sightings, but some of the phenomena we're going to be seeing as if he's talking about future events. Dude. <sighs> That's it's common. I, that dude. doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like a slip of the tongue, man. They're putting it out. I mean, it, it does little. sound like a slip of the tongue, but like, like a slip of the tongue is, and he said something he shouldn't have said yet. You know? Yes, exactly. They're putting it out little by for me, I feel like they are. I feel like it's finally we're getting to a point. So take into account what this former, you know, the, the Israeli former space guy said. The idea is is we've known this has been happening and that there are there is this kind of federation of all different kinds of, of alien races out there that's waiting for humans, you know, to kind of get to a point where we can kind of join this. Um and Which is we why we saw an it. increase in activity and sightings after we started testing nuclear weapons. Exactly. Once the nuclear started, I mean, we've always had them, right? They always said that if you look at the ancient things too, right? Ancient aliens or And we or, or covered whatever. that one. Remember the one in the 1890s that supposedly crashed in uh, in Texas? Exactly. So when you're thinking about that, then you talk about the fact that this is coming out more and more and more and more. And now we've got, so for years, our government has always been like, it's weather balloons. It's a bunch of nut jobs living in their mom's basements, putting yarn between pictures, trying to connect the dots that there's, that there's nothing there for. Right. Um, and now it's like, none of that existed. Now they're all just like, Oh yeah, we don't know what Dude. these are all of a sudden. And, and we're going to go on record saying it. And now we're looking at former heads of CIA, former heads of space programs. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, I feel like we're getting conditioned. They're literally and we've getting seen, us ready. We've seen, uh, they just remember, they just interviewed Obama recently and he was like, Oh yeah, I was briefed on aliens, but I can't, I yeah. can't tell you anything <laughs> yeah. like, I, you know, something along the lines of like, that was one of the first things he asked about when he took office. He was yeah. like, all right, so Dude, what's up with this? the first thing I how is that not like i feel like anyone who was born after roswell you know and knows about roswell if they ever had that kind of you know the the goal to be president like your first and this is, question remember, remember this is the same president who basically told us that that book of secrets the president's book of secrets exists and that he'd seen it telling you man telling so, you so Dude. So this is interesting, right? Head of CIA comes out saying that obviously these things are of, of, you know, other, you know, of other, basically not human. And, and now, you know, what and we're you going know to the be CIA seeing. was into that, you know, the CIA was into that. 
Like, can we exploit this, you know, in some way? Can we, uh, you know, the old myth about the, cra- the, you know, crash retrieval and every, like the stuff we saw in the X-Files when everyone would crash and they'd send that, yep. you know, that, uh, that asshole from Starship Troopers in to pull the, the wreckage out and bring it back. You know what I'm talking? And then they'd, and then they'd reverse engineer it and so on and so forth. This is, this is it right here. Yeah. You were right. The faculty was right, man. When he's like, they're conditioning us for years slowly and making us with the movies and the books and all this stuff. Oh, I thought you meant because right, John Stewart is going to be a star. <laughs> John Stewart is a star. I know he is. Movie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like so, dude. Else. It's, it's, it feels like it is. And it feels like in the next year, even 2021, we're probably going to see more. We're probably we are, we may see first contact in 2021, guys. Like, seriously, we might see that. And what is well, that? I mean? just, okay, hold on. Let's just real quick stipulation. No first contact until after I get to fucking watch Ghostbusters. Okay. I've had enough of the plays and shit. I'm tired of it. Let me watch the movie and then we can join the Galactic Federation and then we can have peace and harmony. They're going to show up literally the day before. The day before the the premiere. And they cancel all premiere. Like everything gets shut down just because we can't deal with it. You You guys joke about that. But one time, right before Terminator Salvation came out, the day before it, it was going to come out, I got food poisoning so bad that I was hallucinating in the hospital. Oh and the nurse God. is like, how are you? Are you OK? What's going on? It's like, I got to get out of here. I got to go fight Skynet. I, I got to say this. <laughs> the, the endoskeletons. I got to get I got to fight. Skynet. T-1000's coming after me. <laughs> 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 so well, that just happened to me once already. So <laughs> I want to know if you want to live. <laughs> I want to know. So here's my thing: if this is a legit thing, we really, really have to start thinking about how to market ourselves to an alien race now to start listening <laughs> to this podcast. Because, because, <laughs> dude, have can you, you guys, imagine those guys, numbers? <laughs> have you guys seen uh, Jade Silent Bob reboot? Where he's yes. like, oh yeah, she uh, she's her podcast where she contextualizes uh, life in America for her audience in China. We could do something like that, man. Exactly. Contextualize exactly. life on Earth for our audience in Proxima Centauri. There's there you go. There's a new epi- a new series we're starting for Patreon. It's like a <laughs> South Park episode. Yes, where uh, Earth was nothing but a reality TV show <laughs> for other, exactly for other aliens to watch and enjoy. Yes. Yes, exactly. It feels like it sometimes. As I was yeah. getting ready to say, the, lo- the more it goes on, the, the more I wonder if those guys don't know something that we don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. Last story of the night, and then we'll get into our two mysteries. Um, this comes from Pittsfield, Vermont. This came out yesterday. Strange monolith spotted in Pittsfield. Yes. Here we go again. There's a mystery sitting atop one of the mountains overlooking town. Peter Borden, the general manager at Riverside Farm, said he learned about the monolith last week when overhearing some snowshoers in the original general store talking about it. So he says, quote, so I went up to verify it and I couldn't believe it. Sure enough, there in the snow is a monolith and it's right near the cabin. Yeah, there's a picture of it. Picture of it. There is. A, so I, I'm getting this is off of Rutland Herald, R U T L A N D Herald dot com. Yeah. Uh, it's a silver monolith like we've seen with the other pictures. It's, it's about nine big. feet tall. Yeah, it's about nine feet tall. But it's there. Slender. It's there. Uh, 15 inch wide steel panels. It's somehow fixed to the ground outside of Shrek's uh, Shrek Shrek's mountaintop cabin, a popular destination for visitors. Um, what's up with this, dude? What's up with these things just showing up? I think Pittsfield just needs, you know, uh, a reason for people to come to Pittsfield. Because <laughs> no offense to people from Pittsfield, I do not know anything about your area. Is the first. Time do you I've think this is going to be the new thing for towns, man? They're like, hey, yeah. you want to get some tourists here? Let's put up a monolith and just say we discovered it out of nowhere. Uh, we're saying this is jazz, but literally. Uh, there's been plenty of places that even let's just go the cryptid route where they've had famous cryptids and the town just runs with it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's really good for the economy there. Doesn't I point mean, whether you believe the it or not. Mothman statue. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The I Mothman got a picture with it. Yeah. Uh, Roswell. You got a picture with the Roswell. Mothman statue? 
Oh hell yeah, dude! I'll send it to you, you when we're done. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, we went through. We went went there on our our road trip. We went through. It's got. They have a little uh, like a little Mothman museum too. Kind of like what I expect you'd see in Roswell. You probably have them all over the place. But it's just yeah. Oh like god, strip, yeah. Strip mall kind of a thing. They're everywhere. You go in there and it's got all of this stuff about cryptids and then a. a big thing about mothman and newspapers and pieces of the bridge there's all kinds of stuff in there and yet you won't watch the second season of hellier <laughs> oh i forgot there's a second season i forgot right. too there the one go. time i think i looked for it i couldn't find it so i just gave up we'll check it out we'll definitely <laughs> check it out um but dude yeah so these monoliths man dude what what is the, okay the first one it was like oh wow this is like 2001 you know mm-hmm. when they, when they discovered it like on the moon in the in the movie and now it's like, dude, is this some kind of coordinated art installation or something? Or is you get it- a lot of people though, because what was the last one? What wasn't it in like Austria or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah there's one in Europe be, somewhere. You know, I think. Yeah, they could be like meeting Romania. on the dark net or something, you know. And it's just not like they could all be using Tor routers or something. And you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it, it, it actually would be easy to coordinate this. If nowadays you knew yeah the ways to do it and not be seen or get caught or have some kind of digital footprint or whatever left behind of it true you know? true but no one's coming out man usually there's somebody yeah, exactly. that you just wants that kind credit. of yeah. mm-hmm. notoriety and and be like oh that was us ha 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 and, and no one's done that yet and it's i don't know it's just it's weird because i feel like the wasn't one the one that happened last time was the day they were taking the one down in Utah, one sprang up in Romania. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be interesting to know, like, I, I think what I'm going to start doing is just putting a Google alert for monolith. Every time there's a new monolith reported, we're going to start tracking these across the world. Monolith reports. Yes, yeah. just that. There's been a monolith. But what if these are like ways for, you know, other beings from outside of earth to kind of record information, right? What if it's one of those kinds of things? I, I have a hard time believing that, <laughs> uh, just because. Well, first of all, they're—I don't know if you've seen it, but they're all different sizes. It seems to me, like yeah. The, I mean, this one's the smallest one I've seen. Of but the, they're all silver. They all have this kind of yeah. They all have a similar look yeah. to them. Yes, uh, but they're different sizes and such, and it just screams to me of of people doing this, and uh, because they're also just put in some weird places, right? Like, uh, yeah. why would well, that place? The, the, you know. Each one could be uh, for a different, maybe the small ones there to measure the soil viscosity and what nutrients are in it. Maybe the bigger ones are there to like record uh, 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 weather readings or something or, or astronomical readings, you know, from the point of view of Earth. I don't know. Yeah, they do say that the weird thing about these, though, is they seem to be crop popping up where it's off the beaten path. Like you have to trek to get to these. So it's not like they're they're you being put in public. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they're not put in public where people are going to fall upon them on accident. Like the Utah one was only seen because, you know, they were doing something from the air where they were counting cattle or doing something to make sure that all the and yeah. then they saw this thing like, what the hell is that? But Johnny, on the other hand, Johnny's right, because they, they they knocked one down pretty easily. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like an it wasn't like made of extraterrestrial material or something like they you know they took it the two dudes took it down pretty easily so and yeah. then another one got vandalized I forget where California I think yeah in California so um who knows though we did this I think when we did discuss that we said it could be I mean back in the day when you have a crush at Roswell, the military coming in and, and grabbing everything and leaving was, was kind of a new thing and caused such an uproar that we said, maybe nowadays they just kind of show up as nature people. Oh, this is vandalism. Take it down or crazy, you know, political people like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yep. It's interesting, man. But again, so the fact that another one kind of pops up and this is the fourth now, I think, here at the end of 2020, fourth or fifth, I can't remember. Um, it's interesting. Keep our eyes open. Set that yeah. Google alert. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Current creeps for the week. Now, because it's the holidays, this episode will be coming out just after Christmas, probably the day right after Christmas, when everybody's just kind of coming down from that Christmas buzz. There's a bunch of you know 
open boxes all over the place. You're like, what am I going to do with this mess? And you're, and, and if you're the kind of person that has a big feast on Christmas, this is like the day after, right? So you're, uh, you're eating the leftovers. You're still recovering from the night before. Um, we've got two Christmas mysteries on deck for you guys. I'm hoping we didn't cover these before I went through to check. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, cataloging a lot of the stuff that we've been we're talking about and i didn't see that we discussed these but again these might have been things we mentioned in passing and not so much uh, as in depth as we're going to get today so here we go you ready we're going Let's back to oh here's the weird thing <laughs> these stories are a hundred years apart 1885 the story of patrick and matilda rooney is this familiar to you guys at all no not yet. Okay. They were an elderly couple that lived in a farm outside of Seneca, Illinois. Um, they, they, at their age, they had already given up a lot of the farm work. They had a farm hand who helped out and, and their son came over and helped out as well. Um, so on December 25th, 1885, uh, sorry, this is actually the night before December, December 24th, 1885. One of the Rooney's farm hands, a man named John Larson, was spending Christmas Eve with the family, um, Patrick and Matilda, and their son, John. Um, John Larson would later... Uh, John, both, both guys are named John. So Larson, I'm just going to refer to him as Larson. Larson would later recall that he remembers Patrick and Matilda consuming a very large amount of alcohol during the evening. Start they, off promising. Yeah, they were big right? whiskey. So basically, these were big whiskey drinkers. They were big. They were big into drinking whiskey. Um, as the evening wore on, John Larson eventually excused himself around 8 p.m. and went upstairs to sleep in the spare bedroom while the couple's son, John Rooney, returned to his home. Sometime during the night, Larson recalled waking briefly and having trouble breathing but he drifted right back to sleep and didn't awake until the following morning, December 25th. So he comes downstairs and you're expecting it's Christmas day. Did Santa come? Did he eat those cookies? Did he drink that milk? No, he comes downstairs and he finds he can barely breathe. There is an acrid smell and a haze in the air as well as soot on his pillow and around his bed. So he hurries downstairs and he searches for Patrick and Matilda. He spots a figure lying on the floor of the couple's bedroom and realizes it's Patrick Rooney lying dead. So then he runs out of the house because he couldn't breathe. It was getting so, it was, it was very smoky down there and, and it was a weird haze and he was afraid he was going to choke to death. So he ends up running out of the house. Larson alerts the neighbors that something is wrong. And he ends up calling John Rooney, who ends up calling a doctor to, to come out there and meet them. So despite the, poli the police arriving swiftly, it took until the following day for a doctor to arrive from Port Heron, Michigan, to carry out an inquest. Dr. Floyd Clendenin, Clan Clendenin sorry, later printed his account of the events of, of Christmas 1885 in the Therapeutic Gazette in 1889. Upon entering the house, he observed an acrid smell and saw the body of Patrick Rooney lying in the bedroom. He was lying next to the couple's bed and appeared to have asphyxiated, so he basically choked to death. The source of the fire that had caused the smoke that killed him was found in the kitchen next to the bedroom. A large table sat in the middle of the kitchen with a candle on it that had burned down one side. So when they say that, it's about, have you ever seen a candle where the wax kind of melts down one side of it more? You know what I mean? It looks like it's kind of leaning out. So yeah, that's yeah. what they're talking about. Um, next to the table was a large hole burned through the wooden floor in a two and a half foot by three foot circle. Through the hole, the underside of the house could be observed along with a pile of ash and bones. In all, the doctor retrieved a human skull, a cervical bone, some vertebrae, six inches of a right femur, and a badly burned ilium. What the hell is an ilium? I don't even know what an ilium is. You guys know what that is? 
I think it's my like wife's second or third album. <laughs> Uh, all right, here you go. Il- I just looked it up. Ilium is a large broad bone forming the upper part of each half of the pelvis. So so he basically finds a bunch of ashes in all these bones. Most shocking was the discovery of two badly burned but still recognizable feet in Matilda Rooney's shoes. What the hell? Matilda Rooney had weighed around 160 pounds at the time of her death, and the fire had reduced her to just 12 pounds of ash. The burning of her body had caused the acrid smell and the greasy soot, greasy soot residue that clung to the walls of the house. So the official, the official investigation by the police and Dr. Clendenin found that Matilda Rooney likely died as a result of spontaneous combustion of the human body and that her husband, Patrick, had been overcome with fumes and died from its asphyxiation or may have already been passed out drunk and then died due to the fumes. In trying to support this theory, both the doctor and the police pointed to the large amounts of alcohol, which were included, which included primarily whiskey that the couple had consumed the previous day. The belief at the time was that a buildup of gases in the body and the raising of blood alcohol level could lead to the risk of body self-igniting as body heat and gases grew to levels that the body couldn't handle. This has been mostly disproven in a modern lab study, which an external source of combustion is always needed. This theory, much like the larger theory of spontaneous combustion, has always been disputed with few cases being unexplained in any other way. They didn't explain this one. So early in the investigation, suspicion suspicion fell on John Larson, who had been spending Christmas Eve with the couple. Suspicion also placed on uh, on the son, John Rooney, the couple's son, as he may have stood to gain by his parents' death. John Larson was later cleared of any foul play due to the presence of an, check this, the outline in the bed he had slept in that showed his shape, which supported the claims that he'd slept through the events of the night. So basically, the soot around the bed left an outline where he slept which means that shit was all over him while he slept yeah john rooney meanwhile was cleared as no evidence could be found that an accelerant had been used to cause the fire and the lack of signs of injury on his father other than asphyxiation from inhaling the fumes of the fire was present here's the other piece this is crazy John, uh, the farmhand John Larson died just two weeks later from lung damage. His autopsy showed that it, he had a buildup of the same soot and greasy residue in his lungs that had killed Patrick Rooney. So if you guys are not aware, the greasy residue is literally what's given off as the body's fat and meat burns off. It be, It's this kind of greasy residue that goes off and sticks on everything. And that's what he had lining his lungs. Her, in other words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, much like humans, uh, spontaneous human combustion it has been claimed for some time that Matilda Rooney could have easily ignited by coming into contact with a source of heat or flame. In this case, both the buildup of alcohol in her body and the wick effect, uh, a process whereby the body's fat and clothing act like a candle, keeping the fire from spreading beyond it, would have come into effect. The suggested source of heat that ignited her was either the candle that was partially burned on the table or a cigarette she may have been attempting to light from the candle at the time of her death. Uh, This would be the most plausible explanation, but at the time of her death, the theory of spontaneous human combustion was more widely reported. So it's likely that this case will uh, will forever be listed as unexplained due to the lack of quantifiable proof and more simple conclusion of an accident around a naked flame is discounted too easily and has led to this likely uh, this like many cases involving suspected human combustion taking on a life of its own. So it's still like they it's never been solved in that regard. Right. The idea is maybe this could have happened. But, you know, when they talk about accelerants or they talk about this, and that, you can usually tell where the fire starts. This was literally kept within her, not just that she was on fire and then other things caught on fire around her. She caught on fire enough to burn a hole in the ground for the rest of that puddle or whatever to burn through. Yeah, these uh, I remember when I was younger and I think they had some of these on uh, Unsolved Mysteries, the spontaneous combustion 
stories. Yeah. And they really freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> it made you feel like this could happen at any time, right? Yes. Like yes. this felt Even as it's dangerous. so rare. Like it's incredibly rare. Yeah. But it felt as dangerous as quicksand. Like it was it really everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't lie. <laughs> but it really I did. I lived in fear that I was just going to literally explode one day. <laughs> Dude, I remember thinking that too. And that, it's a funny thing. It's because of these shows we watched. But I remember thinking, wait, that's a that could happen? And then anytime I would start to get hot, I'd be like, oh, cool myself down. Cool myself. I don't want to ex- just explode. I don't want to explode. Flames. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. What do you guys think? Do you think murder? Do you think maybe the son got away with it just because they didn't find an accelerant? Do I thought you, you were leaning towards like, oh, Satan might have showed up in the house <laughs> overnight, dude. Like, that's where do I thought think the, going yeah, with that. Do you think this was Krampus? Do you think it was just an accident? <laughs> or do you believe in, uh, you know, spontaneous human combustion? I I have a hard time with this one. Um, like it, it would be easy to say the son did it, but how did he? How did he do that with the evidence that you just told us? Like, how did he only make sure that only she burned, and then that? Yeah, why he, didn't the, the whole house burn down? Exactly. Yeah, yeah and like he literally died because he choked on it, so he wasn't he didn't die because of burns or anything like that. So I. That's I don't know. This one's perplexing to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Carter, what do you think? What if the husband sold the wife off to the devil? And that's like why this. they were so much. I like and it. And she just kind of <laughs> burned away. Flames came up from underneath her and just pulled her. And down. then, yeah. And, and, the you know, the fumes from the fire killed him. And the devil was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> collateral damage it's kind of like no it's like one of those things where you get like the devil comes up says you get to make a wish but that wish always uh, literally backfires on you somehow yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um so yeah so that's the uh, that's the story of the uh the mystery wow. behind matilda rooney's death i hope you could top that one because that one's really interesting yeah seriously uh, that one was messed up man i should maybe I, maybe i should have <laughs> kept that one to the last but that was the one that first came chrono- chronologically this one is 1985. You ready for this? All right. I was two years old. Let's see what happened. Yeah. So a nurse, Deborah Ann Wolf, uh, vanishes after leaving work at 4 p.m. on December 26, 1985. On the previous day, she had celebrated Christmas with her family. And when she did not show up for work the next day, her family became concerned. Her mother, Jenny, her father, John, and a friend, Kevin Gorton, went to her home, which was an isolated cabin seven miles outside of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh-oh. Jesus. Because Debbie was particularly neat and meticulous, they were surprised at what they found in and around her home. Her car was parked in a different spot than normal. There were several beer cans scattered around the property. Her dogs had not been fed. Her uniform was thrown on the kitchen floor and her purse was shoved under her bed. They also found a strange message on Debbie's answering machine. It was recorded earlier that day with the caller claiming that she had been gone from work for several days, which was incorrect because she had worked the day before. Um, so a little thing on that, that recording. So, uh, oh, a couple things real quick. So they found her car parked in a certain spot. It was basically parked off somewhere where she doesn't normally park. And when they invested, like they did, looked into her car more, they realized the car, the, the, the driver's seat was pushed back further and where she normally keeps it because she was right. a shorter woman. Uh, the answering machine was the voice of a man who said he was a co basically saying he was a coworker, saying, Hey, he missed her, you know, didn't see her today, and he hoped she was all right because he hasn't seen her in a few days at work, which doesn't make sense because she had been at work the day before. They also found a str- uh, oh, sorry, they searched the area surrounding a pond in Debbie's backyard. However, no trace of her was found. When Jenny tried to report her daughter missing, she was told that the police would not become involved until 72 hours had passed. On December 31st, five days after her disappearance, the sheriff's office finally began their investigation. Bloodhounds were used to search for Debbie's scent. However, no trace of it was found. On the first day, a search was not done of the pond. On New Year's Day, 1986, uh... Jenny had two divers, Kevin Gordon and Gordon Childress, search it. Within just a few minutes, Gordon found two sets of prints, footprints, and drag marks at the bottom. He followed them until he came across Debbie's bodily body. Strangely, it appeared that it had been placed in a burn barrel. 
under the water. The police were brought to the scene and took Debbie's body from the pond. An autopsy determined that there were no drugs or alcohol in her system. The cause of death was determined to be a drowning. However, Kevin Gordon, who was involved with search and rescue, believed that her death was not consistent with drowning. According to him, normal drowning victims would have their eyes and mouths wide open, along with their arms and hands stretched out. However, her body was not found in this condition. Also, it appeared to be clean despite the dirtiness of the pond. Police investigators believe that Debbie had died accidentally, falling into the pond while playing with her dogs. Her family and friend, however, however, did not believe this. They noted that the strongest piece of evidence was the fact that her body was found in a barrel. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, seriously. And here's the thing. If she fell into the water, too, they talked about the pond itself, that it was about five and a half, maybe you know, five and three quarters uh, feet deep. But the very edges of the pond was inches. If she fell in, she'd literally stand up and just walk right out. She wouldn't yeah. like crawl her way out to the middle of the pond and and drown. Let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Surprisingly, the investigators claimed that there was no barrel at all. They believe that Kevin and Gordon had seen her jacket ballooned out from being in the water. However, Kevin and Gordon claimed that what they saw was definitely a barrel. Also, Jenny claimed that her daughter um, did have a barrel on property at one point. She also claimed that she had heard some of the investigators talking about taking it in for evidence. Finally, prior to Debbie's disappearance, she and others uh, remember exactly where the barrel stood. When Jenny went there on December 27th, it was gone, but an indentation from it was still left in the ground. A few months after Debbie's death, Jenny had a chance to examine the clothes found on her body. After looking at them, she became convinced that they did not belong to Debbie. The pants appeared to be too large. The field jacket did not uh, belong to her or her brother, which is the one she borrowed from him all the time. The bra was a cup size that was three times too large for her. And the shoes were three sizes larger than her normal shoe size. However, the police claimed these, these were the clothes that, sh that sh belonged to her. This is what she was wearing. Jenny believes that one of two uh, volunteers from the hospital that Debbie worked at was responsible for the death. At the hospital, she was in charge of volunteers. One particularly bothered her as he had a history of psychiatric illness and often asked her to go out with him. At one point, he was able to get, to her, uh, get her phone number and began to call her. He even claimed to know where she lived and threatened to come see her. After her body was found, he was questioned by police. However, he had an alibi and refused to take a polygraph. He left the state a few days later. The other volunteer tried to become romantically involved with Debbie in the weeks prior to her disappearance. However, she told, her, uh, she told him that she just wanted to be friends. Jenny believes that he was, he was the suspicious caller on the voicemail. He was also questioned by police. However, they found no evidence to suspect that he was involved. To this day, her family remains convinced she was murdered. And to this day, the police are insistent that she drowned. How do they, how do they explain the barrel? <laughs> I mean, I know there's, by there's saying, no barrel. By saying there is no barrel. Yeah. There isn't so, one. Yeah, so they're just calling those guys who are experts, right? And diving for, for that type of deal that they're just making it up. I mean, that's not sure. I don't know. And plus, did these divers pull the body out of the water? Yes. No, no, no. The police ended up pulling the body out of the water. They, the okay. divers pulled it out of the barrel. Oh, okay. Oh, so they actually were able to feel and touch this barrel. Here's the next piece. These Dr divers. Yes. Do you remember that they said she drowned? Right. The autopsy also yeah. revealed she had less than a teaspoon of water in her lungs. How do you drown from that? This is still the, the, the cause of death in the record for the police department. So this is the mystery. Nobody's ever Dude, what, solved it. Like, so, so, okay. So either, so one of two things is, is going on here. Either this police department is so incompetent that they is, can't even conduct a proper investigation or they're covering something up. This is Fayetteville, 1985. You guys are, okay. you got to understand, yeah. you got to understand something about Fayetteville, dude. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of shit that goes on in Fayetteville. All right. Yeah. And one of the, one of the reasons a there. lot of shit goes on there is because it's close to an army base. Yeah. Uh, a big army base. A very, yeah, very big army base. It's uh, Fort Bragg, right? 
Fort Bragg is yep. 101st Airborne, uh, the 5th and 7th Special Forces Group, and Delta Force, but they'll never tell you that. Are we talking the kind of army base and the kind of town where maybe if one of those younger guys out on whatever for the night drinking steps out of line, does something wrong, that this is the kind of, uh, this is where they covered up because this is our, our men in uniform? Well, considering all the stuff that we've seen coming out about Fort Hood, yeah, and it's not and just other Fort army Hood, bases. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and this is ten years, ago, ten years ago. I would have said no, but knowing knowing what we know now, yeah, I would. Yeah, it's probably pretty likely. Or it's you know it could be somebody's son that's on the you know that was that was part of the department or or um you yeah. know maybe they. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like I said, only one of two things is possible, and you don't want to think that a police department could be that incompetent. You would hope not, I mean, but I'll really, tell you yeah, what. You really, really, just, not, especially not there. I just watched, um, I just finished the, Johnny, did you finish the series The Ripper on Netflix? No, not yet. All right, so I don't want to say too much, but it's possible <laughs> that there's incompetency. <laughs> um, I've seen uh, enough. I've seen enough true crime docs to know that it is possible. Yeah. Um, oh no, so no, mo- I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying like, it's, you, you know, know how to think impl- of it. Yeah. The implications of it yeah. being true yeah. are yeah. staggering. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the mother believes what happened was that she was killed outside of, you know, that somebody, so she believes that somebody was there waiting for her. Right. Um, or drove her in her car to this place where she was already knocked out or killed. She believes that um, she was placed in the barrel and put underwater so that the body would start to look like it would take on that drowning thing. And at some point, maybe come out of the barrel. I don't know. But she believes that happened and that the person came back out and took the barrel, you know, in that interim when people were doing the investigating and coming back days later, they came back and just took the barrel so it wouldn't be seen. That's what the mother believes. She does think that there's something going on where there's there's a cover up that was happening. I say think in, in, in present. I'm not sure if she's still alive. This was 85. But at the time, she thought something was going on. They were covering it up for some reason. She didn't understand why. Uh, but she definitely was adamant that her daughter didn't die of a drowning. Yeah, I, I can't blame her for thinking that. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff surrounding this for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there you go. Those are our two Christmas mysteries. It's yeah, funny but, that they were a hundred years apart. I didn't even realize it. Like literally to the yeah. day, a hundred years apart. That is pretty creepy. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Happy holidays from history creeps. Um, <laughs> but there you go, guys. Thank you so much for joining. We appreciate it. We're about to head out of the Creeper Clubhouse. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to say, promote uh, before we head out of here? Nope. No, I like how we had no in audio format. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens now that we see each other we're just yeah. like we do physical cues yeah, we're like, no. and it's like dead silent people are like what's, what's, what's happening there are they done they're just falling off uh is the curse just, uh, just in? insert a little narrator johnny shook his head no <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing all right creepers we appreciate all your support as always make sure to check out patreon.com uh, history creeps here in the near future as more and more content gets added uh make sure to check out the website bicbp-radio.com check out all the other podcasts on the network and make sure to follow and subscribe to any that you you know that that pique your interest other than that yeah, we hope and, every- uh, johnny's paypal is johnny the man townsend at yahoo.com send them all the money there you go there you go <laughs> um until next time guys we hope you stay safe uh make sure you wash your hands wear your masks and as always stay creepy